from the great state of Texas, you are now listening to Skip the Noise Podcast, a Rounded Edge Media production. Thank you so much for joining us. But by us, I really just mean me, Benji, yours truly, your charismatic cult leader. I am without the services of one brown python and one Mexican Nostradamus. And happy belated birthday to Mexican Nostradamus. His was a couple days ago. And shout out to Mike Tacklebox for the music, but also happy birthday today, September 9th, to Mike Tacklebox. So... Uh, if you're listening to this, and uh, you can wish him a happy birthday by getting at me via one of the many outlets you may find us. Instagram, hell, TikTok, email. Anyway, if this is the first time listening, this is a live stream I'm doing on Podbean, which will end up as a recorder, a uh, published episode on our Skip the Noise that consists of myself, Benji, as I mentioned, Brown Python, and Mexican Nostradamus, but it's just me tonight. Eric has joined the studio once again. Eric, you're all over the place, man. Last night, I actually, I started to record which uh, live stream, which was going to be used as episode 116, but I pulled the plug. I just was about to pass out uh, and fall down. So I didn't think it was the quality that I wanted to inject in 116. Anything changed, Eric, since the last time I spoke with you? If you're just listening to us now, Eric actually joined and called in on the latest episode in which I went live again. I'm back today. Nothing changed really. Well, that's good to hear. Thanks for the likes. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was going live last night after I got off work and uh, it just got, I was, I tend to do that. I run it to the bone. But I wanted to cover, so last night I did mention the queen, uh, rest in peace, she passed away, which kind of changed the outlook for the royal family. King Charles is now uh, the monarch, which Prince William is now waiting, waiting in the wings to become king of fucking England. So that's amazing. I won't spend too, too much, too much more time on that. I just want to, uh, you know, give the queen a shout out for a life well lived. I think she was pretty beloved by her people for the most part, about as much as you can be. But, um, you know, I just want to cover probably a little more lighthearted news. Honestly, I'm in a pretty good mood. This is the middle of the day. Most of the time I record at night. Uh, let's catch up with Eric. He said, you may be very fatigued. I'd gather when you did impromptu show last night, I was very fatigued, Eric. That is correct. Didn't realize when I, when I, when I hit start and started to get into it. About 15 or 20 minutes in, I just realized I did not have the gas to continue on for which I wanted to go about an hour. So that didn't happen. Um, I am fully rested. I've had a good day. I'm not working today. I had some other things I had to uh, take care of in the morning, running around like always. Some people say, some people call it uh, hustling. I tend to refer to scrapping. I do have a regular gig, but I also do some things on the side to keep me active, to keep me limber. So I was doing a little bit of that this morning uh, and had, had a good conversation. I can't reveal the context of that or the nature of that, uh, but let me just say it, was, it went very well and was very productive. I think sometimes it helps when you host a talk show for two years, week to week to week, it tends to, you know, Lubricate those conversational skills. You have a day job outside of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely do, Eric. Uh, this podcast would not be able to sustain 
um, my family whatsoever. But, you know, all the love and support helps. You follow us on all our various social media accounts. Plus, if you download this wonderful app called Good Pods where you can listen to different podcasts, everything you got is on there. It allows podcasters to connect. It's a good little app. Try it out. Download it for free. Follow our page on there, uh, Skip the Noise Podcast. You can subscribe it, and you can listen to it through that. It's just as good as any. Still comes out the same. Benji's silky smooth voice still sounds just as good on Good Pods as it does on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those or Amazon, wherever you want to do it. You can you can pretty much find us and listen to us anywhere. So uh, that being said, but if you do go through that, uh, if you download Good Pods, uh, it allows you to leave us a tip. Now, I don't have any kind of Patreon set up to provide extra content, nothing like that. Maybe that, maybe somewhere down the road and up until this point, I don't have, uh, really just haven't had the time to put together any kind of merch package for the listeners. That may be coming soon as I get more ambitious, but at the moment, no such thing. So if you want to show monetary support to the Skip the Noise podcast and or Rounded Edge Media, you may... Find us on Good Pods and leave us a little tip. And we will use that for the purposes of spreading the good word, which we do on the Skip the Noise podcast. So, Eric, I want to kick the show off, sir, by reading, like I said, I'm in a good mood. I don't feel about talking about how bad Americans are getting fucked on a daily basis. I'd rather not. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. But I want to talk about escaped chimpanzees right now. Uh, the new source I found this on is UPI. I don't have any fucking clue what that is. The the author, though, of this article is named Ben Hopper. Hooper. Ben Hooper. So credit to him. Great name. I as well, uh, my name is also resides in the, the Benjamin family. <laughs> so I got, a, I got a Ben brother. Uh, so escaped chimp wheeled back to Ukrainian zoo on a bicycle. It's kind of interesting. So there's a lot, uh, a lot going on there, you know. Escaped chimp. Nobody likes to see that. Everybody, I think everybody used to think chimps were great when you used to see them in movies. Occasionally, they have little cameos. And um, but as I think it was that one very public case in which the owner of a chimpanzee had her face completely ripped off, or the friend did. I vaguely remember this, but it was uh, shocking and horrifying to know that this pet chimpanzee was capable of such horrific violence. Who would have thought? Apparently everybody who's ever dealt with chimpanzees, I think what the problem is, they're cute when they're little and you can keep them as a pet, right? When they still can't rip your face off. But once they get to a certain age and they're capable of those, and they also start to go through puberty and have some hormones and maybe some feelings for the female owner. I think that was the case. I think they slept together. I don't mean sexual intercourse, but I think they slept in the same bed. They shared wine together, things like this. So I do have some follow-up questions for the the owner of this chimpanzee and an old story I'm regurgitating from, I don't even know, decades ago. But anyway, that my point in bringing that up was the public perception of chimpanzees, at least in my mind, drastically changed with the announcement of that story where an angry chimp completely dismembered and fucked just fucked this lady's shit up totally <laughs> back to the story <laughs> 
So on September 6th, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2022, a chimpanzee that escaped from a Ukrainian zoo was returned to the facility on a zookeeper's bike. So it's in Ukraine, right, which is a war zone. Uh, we'll see if it gets into the context in which the monkey was... Monkey. It's not a monkey. It's a chimpanzee. I'm guilty, right, of name-shaming uh, our fellow primates. Officials at the Kharkiv Zoo said the chimpanzee named Chi-Chi, nice, that's a cute name, but in, in these parts of the world, it Chi-Chi's tits, so not a great name, escaped from the facility in the Kharkiv city center on Monday and wandered to nearby streets, or ne wandered nearby streets to a local park. That'd be kind of a trip. Well, hey, let me back up. Let me back up to Eric. Let's get, Eric's got some, some stuff he's going on. He's, he's in the chat. He's involved. He's a very active listener of the Skip the Noise Live. Podbean's a great live platform where you can do episodes like this with a live audience listening in real time. Chat and call-in feature being the defining feature of Podbean Live. Eric, everything you said is accurate. Sometimes, Eric, I think Podbean is, uh, I think you might be some sort of agent from Podbean to try to pump up all these shows and, and sell the platform. I'm teasing you a little bit. But you do have a knack for, uh, I think when we, you were on at 115, you very eloquently rattled off tons of shows. So all those podcast hosts owe you a great deal. Not that our listen listenership is anything to freak out about or be bewildered by. Uh, it was still, they should, they owe you. Podbean has a great, he follows up with that. He says, Eric says, Podbean has a great roster of independent content creators. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're going to get into some Eric plugs. Uh, Podbean's got a great roster of independent content creators. They, like Skip the Noise podcast, thank you, sir, uh, may not get large download numbers. Hey, I'm offended. Or live, large live listener engagement numbers like Joe Rogan or Megan Kelly or Ben. Oh. What, you know what I mean? There's no chimp shelter. I don't know. When you're like a wandering chimp in the rain, I wonder what uh, your primate mind is trying to, what kind of course of action is being strategized. So the zookeeper put a yellow raincoat on the chimp. I don't know why they had to say that, but I guess it's because it's cute. The zookeeper put a yellow raincoat on the chimp and wheeled her back, so it's female, to the zoo on the seat of a bicycle. The chimp's bike ride was caught on camera by witnesses. Yes, that would be an interesting thing to behold. Um, imagine just walking down the street and see a chimpanzee in a raincoat being rolled around on a, on a bicycle seat. The method of Chi-Chi's escape was unclear, so they don't know. Apparently no surveillance footage. I wonder what kind of, I wonder if this zone or this area is, is like hot as far as the, uh, Oh, yeah. I spoke too soon. I think they're about to tell us. Or Ben, Ben Hooper is about to describe that. He's going to get a little... Because obviously the reader, that's the first thing they're probably asking. Chi-Chi was one of numerous animals evacuated earlier in the Russian invasion from Feldman Eco Park, an outdoor zoo. Feldman. That sounds weird to be in Ukraine, but... Maybe I'm just a little too narrow-minded. An outdoor zoo in the Kharkiv region that was determined to be dangerously close to targets of Russian shelling. Okay, I had suspicions that that was the case. 
when bombs start dropping, weird shit happens, right? It kind of goes into, so escaped chimpanzees. I just had to take a, a wild stab and think that it was probably in some sort of uh, active zone. More than a hundred and, oh, okay, okay. Wow. More than a hundred animals and multiple employees as volunteers died as a result of Russian bombs before the zoo was evacuated. Wow. That's sad. So, um, obviously this thing was shut down and there was, oh, wow. So that kind of gets into more, you know, that's the thing when you, when you talk about war. Hmm. Did the audio drop out? I hope not. Said I lost signal there. Man, I was rattling off some good stuff. I hope I didn't lose. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, lose the recording. Well, that sucks. I'll have to listen to it though before I put it out. So, uh, but anyway, you know when you think about so this chimpanzee, right? Loose chimps and all these things. I, you know, I meant to cover that story just because it's kind of silly. Chimpanzees riding on bicycles or being ushered on bicycles with raincoats on is good for a laugh. But when you think about it. It actually brought to my mind kind of a bigger point. So in war zones, most of the time, unless you've been living in the midst of, of that kind of chaos. I came back talking about the Russia-Ukraine story. Okay, well, uh, Eric is filling me in and saying that I went silent for a minute when I was reading the comments and plugging the shows, and then I came back. Podbean can be weird at times. Okay, well, hopefully that wasn't – hopefully my recording is intact. Because I'll have to, I just wanted to kind of, these live shows, I just want to like publish them and get, and get going. I don't want to sit there and try to edit them, but oh well, if that's the case. So but what I was talking about, Eric, is, uh, you know, with this silly chimpanzee story, it does make you think a little bit just about the the sort of things you experience in a in a war zone like that. You know, people evacuating a zoo, 100 people dying in these bombs. Because there's real, real life is going on around these areas. So many times, at least here in the states, you know, we've get news coverage, right, of war. Because um, frankly, outside of you know 9/11, there hasn't been any active attacks with, uh, you know, with weapons on our soil from another, you know, from a from an outside nation. Whereas in other parts of the world, we're 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 used to seeing stuff like that happen in the Middle East, right? We're used to seeing, um, you know, the like the warlords in, in Africa and these civil wars and all these crazy things. We're used to seeing those things covered. But uh, in Europe, it's a little bit different. So since like World War II, we haven't seen, I mean, it's not different, right? It's all the same. But I think our context, sort of the cultural touchstones, you know what I mean? Stuff like zoos and... I don't know. We just kind of hit home. It's like, just imagine, because it's not like war takes place on a fucking battlefield, right? Like they meet in a big ass field. It just happens wherever shit happens. So yeah, things like animal shelters, zoos, uh, fucking hospitals, you know, just shit like that. Sometimes it's interesting to think about that. So moving on, my good friend, Eric. What are your thoughts on that? Ukraine and zoos and... Uh, so Eric, 
in the comments states, if you decide to add video multicast, you have an option of streaming video versions on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, DLive, and Rumble. YouTube and Facebook would be quick to censor and try to silence people to keep content filtered. Yes, I know that that can be the case, definitely. Um, you know, I have to wonder sometimes, Eric, I feel like sometimes on the social media we get not officially flagged. Like I've never had any, well, I've had a couple things pulled down, various posts, or uh, not a lot over the years. But I do think that, especially during COVID, I noticed a lot of uh, some of our stuff, you know, some posts will get, you know, however much attention and then all of a sudden, you know, it's what they refer to as the shadow ban. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to go on NPR real quick. Okay, I like this. This is a feel-good story. Let's go to South Dakota, shall we? Let's meet South Dakota's new corn ambassador. Or boy who recently found out that corn is real. Okay, let's see. Let's talk about corn. Is that cool, Eric? Uh, Eric says, skip the noise. Oh, ads, I'm sorry. TikTok is the worst offender about censoring and silencing people. They allege like to spread misinformation and disinformation. They don't want unfiltered truth being spoken. I mean, that goes with anything. I think that when it comes to social media, you know, it's companies that run it. Okay, so freedom of speech as we think about it in a public space as administered by the government is not the same thing. So private, we've talked about that a lot on the show. Private businesses essentially can do what they want, but the debate, the debate becomes Twitter, for example. Twitter has been in the news a lot for these type of things. It gets discussed that is, is Twitter a public platform or is this a private business? And they can run it however they want. And what I mean by that is ban whoever they want. And technically they can, you know, but obviously that's something as we get into this future of, you know, apps, so to speak, that serve as almost a, a, pu a public platform, for lack of a better word. It's interesting. But yeah, TikTok's interesting. I've, I've I talk a lot about TikTok because of how it is at uh, holding somebody's a person's attention. That's the whole, uh, you know, that's the whole recipe for its success. And it does it so effectively that it's a little bit scary. Um, but what's interesting, you mentioned censorship when it comes to TikTok. Um, you know, it's a Chinese company, right? And in China, it's interesting because their version of TikTok or what they use there is very deliberately, the, the content and the al algorithms are very deliberately shaped to promote certain things amongst the youth, i.e., educational you know projects or educational endeavors things like that like positivity so it's very much deliberately shifted to a certain whereas here it's a free-for-all or at least to my knowledge it seems like it's a, it's a free-for-all so it's interesting how your feed can kind of start shaping based on what you're it's a little bit eerie actually so eric let's catch up with his comments Eric says, these same big tech entities love keeping people addicted to their platforms. If they're publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange, they'd be considered public company. 
I think some are, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Twitter, you know, specifically, is kind of like that. They're holding on as much as they can to, but I don't know. I think people should just step back. I mean, social media can be very, very positive. I'll be honest, I turned a little bit of a corner. I notoriously, if you listen to this show, take frequent shots and, and shit all over Mark Zuckerberg a lot. And I have to say, I listened to a long interview with him on uh, Joe Rogan Experience. And I'm not saying I love the guy, but I definitely, I definitely have a diff. My opinion is a, a little less harsh. He was able to kind of spell out some of his his motivations, and I, it, partially too, it's just a a cheap laugh, right? Because he's been he does seem very stiff in public speaking. No, no i.e. that one where he's drinking the water and he looks like a lizard person and he's kind of a robot it, it's funny I, I think the the joke is funny because he's so he does seem so awkward on camera and he still does even though he was a little more comfortable on the jre his his, his manner of speaking is is a little off but i think you know i don't think he's as evil maybe i won't completely concede to say like you know, I'm in love with the guy because I'm not, but, uh, he, you know, he turned, I turned a corner on him a little bit. So, uh, anyway, let's catch up with Eric. So the, the people who are addicted to Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, like crack cocaine, don't seem to realize these companies are making money by exploiting their social media. So I think a lot of people do know that though. You know, now a lot of people don't, a lot of young people don't have any clue at all what's going on to them. They just accept that as whatever the reality is. Whereas people a little bit older who have seen, we've seen it play out from inception can realize those, you know, those realities and see how they play out and see what it's doing to kids. Fuck even adults. I always, it's easy to put the blame, not the blame, but the focus on how it's affecting kids. Cause obviously their minds are more malleable and shapeable, but Fuck, everywhere you go, dude, adults, grown-ass adults are just, they're like glued to their fucking screens, which is, it's not all accounted for social media, but, you know, it's work stuff, work emails. We're kind of in a world where you constantly got to check in and be plugged in, fear of missing out, right? If you don't, if you don't respond to that fucking messages, and so, you know, in a certain amount of time, it's, there's all these like weird pressures and just low-level low frequency anxieties that didn't exist before. So that's interesting. Uh, let's continue on with Eric. The more people use those entities, those entities are making money. Well, yeah, for sure. It's all about making money. I think we just have to accept the fact that, you know, money has to be generated. So the end goal, not to completely get super cynical but it's just a reality the end goal of any not any organization but you know any commercial enterprise is, is profit that's how that's what makes it go around uh when it comes to addiction we all have the pleasure centers in our brains uh, with the on and off switch the on switch is always on because the off switch is broken and those who are addicted don't know when to say when yeah, addiction can come in many forms, Eric. You're absolutely right. Addiction can come in, you know, substances. And I've heard some people describe it 
is a lot of times it's not even the substance. You know, there's certain people who are prone to addiction, I guess. I don't know if that's, you know, that's definitely up for discussion, I think. I don't think there's any definitive uh, anything on anything, really. But for the general understanding is that the addict has a certain type of personality, right? And whether that's drugs or gambling or whatever it is, um, yeah, it's that off switch that's, that's hard, that's hard to do. But I think at the end of the day, if you break it all down, I mean, people are seeking things, right? You're seeking things subconsciously and it's how you control how that plays out in your waking existence. That's kind of the key. So whether that's, you know, that's kind of a broad statement, but whether that's an addiction or substances or choosing to do one thing over the other, choosing to do, you know, a hundred burpees in the morning or, or eat a fucking bowl of Lucky Charms. You decide. You get to pick. That's a beauty. Every single day. That's why I like life. It's a fucking game. The sun comes up. It's come up every single day that I've been alive. So, so far so good. Knock on wood. I know that's <laughs> ain't nothing to guarantee, but uh, it did today just like it did the day before. And when I live to see that, I have choices just like you do. So, so Eric continues here. Let's get into this little discussion. I like it. I like where this is going, Eric. So thank you for your participation. Uh, granted, the corporate media entities we grew up with before social media, they've had a reputation for lying with regularity or shaping a narrative as they see it. You have to wonder, when did it become acceptable to tell lies? You know, I don't think... Uh, it's a good point, Eric. And obviously we can... I think last time we discussed this to, to, to a degree... You can get into how things have changed, but I think what's more important to focus on, because we can hold on to the past, right? And we can pretend that everything was great, right? You know, we, we can say, you know, but there was bullshit then too, you know what I mean? There's fucking infomercials and paid advertising and billboards and, you know, uh, corporate need to generate profits has always played its way out into society. It's just now everything's quicker and faster, so it's it's more acute uh, to our senses. But um, as far as lying, you're saying when did it become acceptable to tell lies? People have been telling lies since, you know what I mean? We we fucking adapted from water beings and swam on the fucking shore as amphibians, whenever the hell that was, you know. Um, that's been going on. I don't think lies are ever be as long as we communicate through, through a verbal language, you know, that's a, that's a reprint of original reality, it's going to be, there's going to be deception because whenever there's goals in minds, there's a way to achieve those goals and there's no, uh, we have free choice as individuals. So sometimes the choice is going to be to deceive rather than deal with the consequences of reality. I think we all do it. You know, no matter how pure you think your heart and your mind and your will is, uh, everybody's told little white lies, man. We're all humans. We're all just trying to get enough food in our belly to make it to the next sunrise. So media is, this is Eric, media is mostly liberal entity and mostly been, so yeah, Eric, I can tell Eric, you lean a little on the conservative side I've gathered through the conversations that we've had recently, um, which is fine. I'm not making a, 
a judgment call because I definitely have views uh, on the show for any kind of new Skip the Noise listener. Or if you're or if you're listening to this for the first time and you're like, what is this? Is this just guy rambling on at the mouth? No. The fact of the matter is it's a three-man weave. Myself, Mexican Nostradamus, and the Brown Python. Um, to lay out the characters on the show, Mexican Nostradamus is the resident liberal. Now, obviously, we're all humans. We have a, extensive views on extensive things, but primarily he is of a liberal mindset, the Brown Python. Rick is a more of a conservative thinker, and I myself kind of, if you put my views on a, on a chart, uh, it would probably average out to being a centrist, but it's just because uh, the shit's kind of all over the place, so I refuse to identify myself or align myself with any kind of political ideology, sir. Anyway, ramble done. <laughs> I will move on to Eric's comments. Uh, especially the management and tactics with the big egos. I believe in common sense. Yes, common sense is, I think, very much missing from our current state of things here, especially in the United States of America. Um, but yeah, the media being liberal, having a liberal bias, yeah, you'd have to, no matter what side of the coin you your thoughts reside, I think you would have to concede to that point a little bit. For sure. But, you know, I, I will say, and this is not to call you out, Eric, at all, but I just notice in the public conversation that we have as Americans in anything, regarding anything, we just have this real big need to, to, to categorize, you know, and with, with the thoughts. And I think that breaks down any kind of real resolution that could come out of said discussions. And that's why it's discussions, intelligent discussions that could really impact progress of our society get torn apart before they get started. Because any idea that comes through, like if I make a statement, I'm speaking from the biology that comes, you know, I'm speaking as a human being, but my statement goes to an audience and that audience categorizes it and, ooh, he's on my team. Or, ooh, he's on, that might not be the truth. That might just be one thing I said. But regardless of that, because of the way our political system is with the two, the two parties, um, that's kind of where things get boxed in. So moving on, I don't want to get too stuck on a ramble. We have a new individual on the program. Uh, FVP Butax. I don't know how that's supposed to be pronounced, but welcome to the live studio, Butax. It looks like a Podbean guest. Why well, we are on Podbean, Eric? Could you specify what you mean by that? Because I think by definition, this is a live podcast. 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 That's my other program. The podcast. Marquise, your brother, like uh, two live crew? Yeah, no? Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can just listen. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. FVP Bootax. Who wrote this? I got to give him credit. Dustin Jones. You can find Dustin Jones on Twitter, it looks like. And this article comes from yesterday. In case you were wondering. His passion for produce. Damn, dude, with alliteration. Just gonna break this shit down. Okay, let's let's back up. He knew it tasted good, but butter made it better. His passion for produce landed him. He's like rocking the mic. This guy, Dustin. 
his passion for produce landed him a sweet gig last Saturday as South Dakota's official corn ambassador. Love it. Some people might see corn as just a starchy vegetable. No, nah, I know it's way more than that, uh, Dustin, personally. But to Tariq, whose last name wasn't released for privacy reasons, he's a little boy, so I, I respect that. It's a big, beautiful lump with knobs on it. Hmm, okay. His favorite part is the juice that comes out as he's chomping. <laughs> See, this is why I do this shit. A lot of people, nobody really responds one way or the other if they like when I do these live reads of articles that I've never read before. But I just really feel like you find fucking gold in these guys whose lives it is to post these things on the internet. Um, Eric's still on about the... Uh, Hold on. <laughs> David David answers the, the live studio. Welcome. Welcome, David. I'm doing great, David. Uh, let me finish this little paragraph real quick, and then uh, we'll check in with you and see what's, your, what's going on with you, David. So I was just marveling in the writing here. So it's a big, beautiful lump. Okay, here we go. His favorite part is the juice that comes out as he's chowing down. He told an interviewer on the YouTube channel Recess Therapy, and a big shout out. Never heard of Recess Therapy, but now, now you do too. So you can go check it out. In a video posted last month. I mean, just look at this thing. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn, Tariq said. Now at this point, I'm starting, we're already a couple paragraphs in. And... I think Dustin Jones is just kind of taking the piss. I don't know if this article is necessary, but uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and finish it. T Tariq's profession of love for his favorite vegetable earned him the nickname the Corn Kid. Dude, I feel – so I'm feeling like a, a little tongue-in-cheek seeping through this writing a little bit. And I'm not liking it. I'm not, I'm not like – I'm not done – I'm not sure what Dustin's doing here, man. I'm, I'm skeptical. So I'll keep reading. I'll, I'll give him, I'll finish it. After his interview racked up millions of views and was made into a song? Dude, I'm, I'm living under a fucking rock because I've never heard of this shit. I will, I will now, though. Last Saturday, he was dubbed South Dakota's official corn ambassador by Christy Noam, the governor, Christy Noam, who declared September 3rd Okay. Who declared September 3rd, 2022, official corn ambassador Tariq Day. This is Governor Christy Noam tweeted this. Oh, I'll just go ahead and quote the tweet here. The corn kid came to South Dakota's very own at Corn Palace. Welcome to South Dakota, <laughs> our official corn ambassador. Eat lots of corn. <laughs> somebody do the re while you're listening could somebody get and, and check out and see what kind of um what percentage of the south dakota's gdp is fucking corn and what are we trying to do here whereas south dakota is one of the top corn okay fuck i just dude i'm psychic i'm man mexican Osadamus, you ain't got shit on me i love you my brother but I, I predict some shit too like right before it happened whereas south dakota is one of the top corn producers in the nation providing nourishment across the globe, but especially to Tariq, a seven-year-old boy who recently discovered that corn was real. Okay, I, 
The governor's declaration reads, it is fitting and proper as governor to make special note of this outstanding young man. Okay, all due respect to Tariq. Is it because he did the video? Because this is kind of shitty writing, because I don't know, is, is the fame, did it come because he released this video? Or are they, you're always welcome. So let's wrap this up. She said, of, she said Tariq couldn't believe his eyes when he saw the palace made of corn. It's a dream come true, he said. Tariq said an ear of corn should cost a dollar. And though everyone doesn't have to love it, everyone should certainly give corn a taste, especially with butter. If you or anyone loves corn, if you come to me, I'll tell you all about it, he told Recess Therapy. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I look into shit a little bit too much, but it just seems like South Dakota trying to, you know, um, get a little attention on the corn industry. I know things are hard times right now. People are struggling to make a buck. Jay Reed, are you still on the, on the, on the air here? You don't have to check in. You can just listen. I think I'll cover one more article and probably rape it up. Yeah, boy, he's here. Oh, Bootax is back. Did you leave Bootax? You've been here the whole time. Maybe you've been here the whole time. He said, yeah, boy. Speaking of which, I used to be a humongous fan of Public Enemy. You're probably too young. Bootax to know anything about that. Been here, just uploaded, updated my account. Okay. Fair enough. Do you have a show yourself, or are you just uh, you just in here cruising, listening? What's the what's the uh, what's the story on that? Well, let's see here. I don't want to accept no cookies. I'm not trying to accept no cookies. Blue tax. It's not what I'm doing right now. Let's get let's get one more story. What do we got? Um, Okay, here we go. Since we're kind of wrapping up the program, let's see here. Uh, before I get into this first article, Butak says, cruising and working on my initial stages for some media work. What kind of media work? Elaborate on that as I start to do this article. If you haven't noticed the pattern by now, I check in with the chat when I do these live streams, back and forth between whatever the hell it is I'm covering. Right now, it's going to be this article. Uh, from the Huffington Post or Huff Post, uh, did they change that? Used to be Huffington Post. Is that like uh, KFC and Kentucky Fried Chicken, some shit like that? Okay. Former manager of DOD Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Program. This is a quote: "UFOs are real." Okay. First of all, I clicked on this article because anything involving UFOs, I like to jump into on the show, but. This is a misleading... Oh, wait a minute. Fuck, this article's old as shit. You know what? Fuck it. I'm already invested. This article is from 217. How did this come up on my shit? Why is this... Anyway. Oh, I think maybe it's a bullshit site. Hmm. We'll go into something else. But before I get into that, the statement... Just to break down that statement, UFOs are real. That's something where you're going to click on, right? But yes, UFOs are real. UFO stands for unidentified flying object. So if something's not identified, therefore it's fucking real. That's a stupid fucking statement. So, so off you go. 
Huff Post. I'm done with that. Let's catch up with the, the chat here at Bootex. Um, so the media work, I had asked him what he's doing media-wise, and he responded. I, I say he. You could be a female. Are you, are you male or female? I just assume. You see how that? I like auto-gender anybody who doesn't have an obviously female name as a male. Maybe it's because I'm a male. I don't know. That's interesting. Never noticed that before, but yeah, Bootex, you, you could very well be female, and I don't know, but either way, what, what, what are you? He's packing hot dog, so I guess we got a male. I, I mean, these days, Bootex, I don't know, that doesn't really mean shit, because you could, if you're packing a hot dog, to some, depending on who you ask, that might not really be definitive <laughs> by any means. But to follow up, not to get too, too sidetracked here, podcasting, video streaming, getting arrested for being drunk in public. Okay, so I'm not reading any more articles. I am now fully vested in your story of getting arrested for being drunk in public, Butax, who has now identified himself as a male. I think. So being drunk in public, I love it. Um, yeah, I recently, not recently, I haven't been drunk in public in a really long time. I tend to stay out of those scenarios for my own health and well-being and for the unity of my family. Okay, I feel like Butax is typing up something juicy because we kind of lost lost contact for a minute, so I'll try to tread water. Um, I've had some drunk incidents, as you might imagine. Um, you know what? I'll tease a story. I'll get into it at some point on an actual, uh, you know, full force skip the noise episode. But while I'm waiting for Butax to tell his tale of being arrested in public, I've got so many questions. Feel free, uh, Butax, if you want to call in, this might make the conversation go a little bit smoother. But if you don't, that's fine. Um, oh, look at this, dude. I've actually accidentally did the STN running club with you with your similar idea, just with a bag of mini vodka bottles. Nice. So first of all, shout out to the Skip the Noise fucking running club. I love that. Um, I haven't give that as much attention. It's still going down. Like don't, don't, just cause you don't see it shit surface in our social media presence doesn't mean it's not going down. Cause Benji's out there on grass, 90%, 90% natural surfaces uh, tearing up the fucking earth uh, with the soles of my feet, any kind of terrain. So, um, so instead of doing the, uh, the, the skip the noise running club, he's just a, uh, he did it with mini vodka bottles. And now I think I might know who this is, but you don't have to identify yourself. Uh, so how many mini vodka bottles? I'm anxious to hear the story. Oh, for, so while, while Butax is uh, typing away, I just wanted to tease a little story, like I said, uh, involving myself, Mexican Nostradamus, another back in the day who now resides in the, the Republic of California. No offense, but that's, that's where he, I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, he relocated there years and years ago, but he came back to visit, came back to Houston, uh, 
myself, Mexican Osadamas, and him linked up. Uh, we're going to have, have a fun little night, man, you know, kind of celebrate uh, the, the old times. So I was, I was well advanced in age to know better than to do this, but I just, I was feeling it. Uh, let's get back to, uh, to Bootax. I tend to bring one of each that whatever my liquor store carries. Hmm, interesting. So you just clear out the little, so if you go to Specs or whatever, all those little, those little cubbies with all the various liquors, you just buy the whole shit. I like that philosophy. This mix and match. How many does it take before you don't even know what the fuck you're drinking? I would imagine it doesn't take too long before you're in a... They, it just all tastes like fucking whatever. Um, but anyway, we were... We'd actually gone out to Hooters and like watched a game or a fight or something. You know, had a few pitchers of beer. So not drunk, but just like feeling it. And... You know, I was I was excited, dude. I had my boys in town. Uh, back to Butax. It takes me about ten to twelve to get a little warm in the stomach. Damn, you can put back some booze. I don't think I can. Maybe back in the day I could hang like that, but not the case these days. Um, so what's funny is, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll tread kind of back and forth. Uh, but but getting arrested, Butax. I want you to get to build this up, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn, but, uh, to continue on. So we're driving and we're going up a, uh, there was a parking garage and it was not very, at the time we were going, there wasn't very popular. Well, no, I'm sorry. They had, so the bottom few floors were full of cars. You know, I want to say this is like maybe a five-story parking garage. Um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was just like, you know, man, fuck, guys. I just want to, want to fucking jam some Slayer. So I put Slayer on the car stereo. Uh, the specific song I remember vividly was Angel of Death, which if, you, if you're not familiar with Slayer, uh, it's a pretty, pretty intense song. And, uh, as much as I don't condone some of the lyrics of Slayer, um, the shit gets you fucking hype. And if I'm drunk and listening to Slayer, fucking weird shit's about to happen. So anyway, um, I'll leave that story at that. So you'll just have to be, wait and see how it ends. Cause I actually would like to have Mexican Nostradamus at my side to describe the events of that night, which were unbelievable and amazing, to be honest with you. And it's another... I think it's another uh, feather in my cap of being an influential individual. So I'll just let, let in what you see. Um, Bootax, where are we at on this, uh, this story? I want to see what happened. Why did you get arrested? What were you doing? Were you being an asshole? Did you get in a fight with somebody? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to hear the fucking story. I love it. Oh, I just hit invite. Bootax, are you trying to call in? Is that what's going on? I think something happened. Uh, hopefully we can get this thing all lined up. It's a speaker. I can't hear you. Oh, there we go. There we go. You hearing okay? I'm pretty sure you know who this is. Yeah. I did the, uh, I, I solved the mystery. When I heard a bunch of uh, individual vodka bottles, 
I, I figured that was the, that was the dead giveaway. So, brother, what happened here? What, how'd you how'd you get arrested? And how long ago was this? Well, you, maybe you don't want to say, but actually, I didn't get arrested. I got really close several. Oh man, the connection is a little rough. Uh, are you I'm on ear ear pieces? Okay, yeah, it's it's coming on ear. Are, are you on ear? Shit. How are we sounding now? Better. Awesome. Great. Great. Oh, nice. Okay, you made an adjustment. Yeah. So the oh to get it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I won't interrupt you. Sorry. You're good. You're good. Last time the situation happened, I was actually in California. I got away from a uh, post-wedding party, and their liquor store laws are very different uh, out there than they are here in, you know, the fantastic state of Texas. Uh-huh. I wandered into a liquor store that uh, was open crazy late and asked, why are y'all still open late? Like, oh, we just happen to stay open if we feel like it. Okay. It was a mistake on my part for just going in there, buying everything I could. And- <laughs> Just wandering the streets of just whatever little island city off the coast of California. <laughs> okay. Wait, were you on, were you like the Catalina wine mixer or some shit like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? no it was, it actually, um, the choice of drink is vodka most times. Okay. Uh-huh. I uh, ended up getting hit on by the uh, the groom's best man, which was his brother. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm not really sure how I got involved just hanging around homeless people, kind of just shouting into the breeze. But I am very sure that police started coming mostly because of me and these guys. Oh, I think you're on mute. Okay, I actually just started hearing you just this second. Okay. Damn, I wonder if my my connection, I think, is going in and out. Sometimes Podbean gets a little goofy, but... So anyway, while we got you, continue on. Um, you so you bought up all this booze from this whole and yelling, just being loud. Just, for some reason, the loudest people in that party were in their sixties, just okay, blackout drunk, not remembering the day before. Mm. And they try to hang out with all the kids that were like in their early twenties, and obviously that just made it worse. Some awkward conversation. Booze just lubes up uh, any kind of, you know what I mean? They want to be young and cool and shit. Was that what was going on? Well, no, surprisingly enough, uh, the older people wanted to just shit on younger people just for them being younger. Oh, okay. I like that dynamic. That's fun. My my favorite guy that I met, actually, he was trying to, he pretended for the longest time he had dementia because it was funny to him. He had the, oh, so he pretended. He wasn't pretending for the he wasn't pretending for the day. He was pretending for months. Whoa! Like, but he didn't yeah, have uh, it. No, not at all. He would just so you know whoa. he would normal out, pull me aside, and say they think I'm fucked up. <laughs> they think I don't know anyone's name. <laughs> whoa! So was he doing this deliberately to try to avoid? Was he so? In other words, was he was he hiding behind like the 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 smoke and mirrors of dementia? Like I don't have to fucking answer to anybody because they just think I'm fucking crazy. He was actually an early retiree, and his wife was it, but his wife was just over his jokes already. Clearly over his shit. (laughs) But he but he he committed to it, huh? 
he committed to it. She oh. was aware, but she was just so tired of his like just straight up old man tomfoolery. Wow, that's pretty intense to like to keep that great. joke. You know, it's one of those things like to be the guy that like makes it. So when you know when you go, uh, you, you you tell a joke or whatever, and whoever's with you at a certain point is over it. Like aha, okay, okay, okay. But then if you keep pushing through that then there's a certain percentage of people that'll appreciate the fact that you keep going with it. And then it becomes funny for another reason, because it's starting to piss people off. <laughs> you, the you know. great thing is he goes out so frequently and he meets so many new people that it's funny to the new people he meets. And Got that's you. probably what's driving. And it keeps going over and over. That's what motivates. That's why he keeps because right, because he's getting the the satisfaction of a new audience every time, so I'm sure every time yeah, like chasing, that, chasing that first high and he gets it every time, oh, which is oh, pretty wow. rare to get every time. Yeah, so as long as he's got new, like a new audience being shoved in front of him, he just keeps going with this <laughs> bullshit. That's well, great. Yeah, the wedding was a time because it was a family he'd never met before. <laughs> yeah. So how did you end well, up at this wedding? Um, it was actually a friend of mine from, I met maybe when I was about 10 years ago, I met this guy. Okay. Get invited to go to this wedding. It was really impromptu. Surprisingly enough, this wedding was held on 420. Okay. In California. In California. Um, was it, yeah. was that coincidence or was that deliberate and there was smoke everywhere? The coincidence was that's actually their original anniversary from 10 years back. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And that also was coincidence they just happened to meet each other that's funny okay the funny part is they are both sober people <laughs> <laughs> okay so they basically wasted the venue for what could have been ganja fest or fucking whatever year it was <laughs> <laughs> it could so have anyway. been, um surprisingly i didn't smell like i don't think anybody at the party smoked it was the craziest shit ever to be at a party on 420 in california and not see weed not one spark. That's amazing. That's amazing. So yeah. So continue on. What um, I'm interested in hearing what led up to. We well, said you didn't technically get arrested, but it was we we got close to that. Or is that what happened? I'm pretty sure cops were called because of us, but stuck around because of whatever <laughs> was left behind. <laughs> um, I mean, the rest of us could go run and hide in hotel rooms, but whatever homeless people were there <laughs> didn't really have <laughs> a lodging to hide inside of. So how many homeless people are at the wedding? No, no, just near the. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was because I was like, dude, this wedding sounds California as fuck. (laughs) It's it's like it's four twenty. It's fucking homeless people, dude. Like that's how I'm imagining everything in California. Like whatever it is, there's weed and homeless people in California. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know how it's like if you put, uh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I was continue. I'm sorry. But yeah, all those stereotypes that I've ever heard of California were actually what felt so true to me. I've never felt so safe to be walking around with no shoes, no shirt, no wall, <laughs> no phone, drunk in public, and I didn't feel a single bit of threat. Maybe the maybe the seagulls were probably opposing a threat because I did get a. Did I you got get swooped right in my beard. Um, oh damn! Yeah, it was in the bottom of my beard. So it was so close to my mouth. <laughs> Damn. So it, that, that probably didn't look good. 
Well, I mean, middle of the night. So okay. yeah, I wouldn't be walking around. <laughs> I just got propositioned by another man. And I come home with white stuff all over the bottom of my beard. Bro, yeah. You look like you were the the fucking zombie out there looking to suck dudes off or something. Some giant fucking, like, fucking dick monster in the middle of the street. Fucking coming. Giant beard. fucking dick monster could be given either way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ready to, you know, full treatment whatever uh but yeah i would imagine um knowing like obviously i know you so um yeah if i see you walking around barefoot shirtless with uh a (laughs) cum stained beard i'm not asking any questions i'm just kind of walking the other way i'll be honest it's mostly for everyone's benefits not to ask me any questions further than hello that that sounds like a question dude i don't even know if hello uh if i didn't know you i don't think i'd risk the hello under those circumstances i don't think i'd make eye contact i think i'd just continue on with whatever i was doing the whole not making eye contact thing actually doesn't really work that well because it's a similar situation not similar situation but the whole arrest yeah. and public thing uh, okay last, before that happened in Austin, Texas. and i just happened to get loose i just i was drinking all day uh-huh. it was a oh that's that's always the worst like day drinking it like builds up yeah. Oh, day so at that point, day blacking out. Yeah, yeah. You just keep piling it on. Yeah, I just thought it'd be funny to fuck with Austonians or whatever you want to call those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were okay. Yeah, so you, I'm there, sorry. Uh, I just thought it'd be funny to start speaking Spanish to everybody, knowing that my Spanish is absolute dog dick. Okay. So I started talking to all the homeless people out there because I could not find my way through anything out there. Yeah. <laughs> just completely trashed. GPS doesn't work near tall buildings. And I was just lost looking for mm-hmm. a one of 12 hotels. Talking to homeless people, I end up seeing a fight break out in the street. Okay. This guy starts, is running out of a club with like a purse and some shoes. And I'm like, okay, that's probably his. Uh-huh. He actually stole them from the girl he was with. Okay. Because she was flirting with other men. Mm, okay. However, the, the situation I understood was they weren't together. So I had to start yelling at him and chasing him while I'm on a little one of those little scooters they have out there. Oh, so you rent it? Oh my god. So let me let me yeah. back up. Uh Miriam, welcome to the uh the live studio. So uh <laughs> What, what am I calling you on this? Bootax? We'll just continue with that. Yeah, so Bootax was telling me a story uh, <laughs> about being in California, drunk out of his mind from a wedding. I, I presume trying to find your way back to the hotel that you were staying, but you're shirtless, barefoot, um, mind you, uh, a pretty, pretty big dude, pretty big intimidating guy, uh, walking the streets, speaking Spanish to homeless people. Uh, is this in an attempt to try to find your hotel, but then you came across uh, this couple fight? Oh, no, the, sorry, this actual second story is actually separately uh, in Austin happening. Oh, um, okay. So we're, now we're going from California to Austin, which, you know, yeah. some, you know, there's some crossover vibes there. It's still Texas, oh, yeah. but I mean, there's still guns, but you know, that's really yeah, the big difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's what you did say you did make an Austin tie in there. And I thought maybe you were just, uh, that's the description you're using, but so you're in Austin, which, uh, they have cleaned it recently, but yes, Austin is historically notable for its homeless (laughs) and aggressive homeless community. As I might, uh, they're a different breed. Yeah. 
I've seen someone roll a joint on the sidewalk using the concrete as the table, and I'm like, wow, that's just out there. All right. Yeah, well, it's at this point. Yeah, it's uh, pretty no holds barred. But uh, but yeah, so keep going. So this couple's fighting, yeah, and you're fighting. you get you involve is, yourself. Yeah, just outside of you know the guy was probably five even. Okay. And he was just going off, and it was it just felt like California again. Everyone was around, but no one did anything. I was like, well, let me just swing my bottle at him, chasing him with this scooter. <laughs> oh, I love it. The scooters and that just like. It doesn't look right. No, no, it doesn't. Paul on an electric scooter swinging a whiskey bottle at you is like, did I get involved? This guy just fuck this and leaves. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I don't think any other response would be um, appropriate. I think he did the right thing. <laughs> Obviously, he left the club, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't have a gun on him. But I did not process that in my head at the moment. I'm no, sure you, you were probably. <laughs> No, no, but I'm pretty sure that you weren't, uh, that wasn't in any part of your brain at all. You were probably just a, uh, a moving, breathing id at that point, doing, doing actions that were whatever, you know, like the, the rat that hits the little cocaine button, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were, you were a program at that point. You weren't even really a human being. I was just going to burn off all the calories of whatever's in alcohol, just <laughs> yeah. to the public. Right, right. I don't I'm sure that really caused much more damage than anybody else out there. <laughs> no, so. no. So your mission was more of a fitness <laughs> mission. <laughs> it was just straight up. I think it was just trying to fit in at that point, just being such an asshole. Dude, that's a good. I like that take on it. Just trying to fit in with the Austin Austinite uh, populace, swinging whiskey whiskey bottles, shirtless, barefoot. Barefoot's a key ingredient there. Um, well, yeah, just like how I think one of your previous podcasts, they say in the South, we're all barefoot and we catch some sort of disease through being barefoot. Right. That was, that was a thing. Uh, refresh my memory. That was, there was some. Episodes ago, you said, uh, I think somebody, a Northern representative was pushing that <laughs> the Southerners are basically inbred barefoot and we catch some sort of disease by being barefoot all the time. Yeah. Some kind of like tapeworm or, or, or something. Cause we catch it from the grass when we're walking, where we're chewing our tobacco and uh, walking around there barefoot. You know what I mean? We don't I really have Walmart over there getting all nice and tetanus stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have Walmarts here, but they don't sell shoes. Okay. They just uh, sell overalls and big hats. That's what we got. So yeah. So that's why we're stupider is because of the tapeworm. But uh, that's exactly reason. I think it might be because we're swimming in this uh, oil water down here. That might not be the best for our DNA. Yeah. There, you know, when, if you want to get scientific about it, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a multitude of scientific factors that lead to, you know, uh, basically destroyed Gulf water with petrochemicals, uh, a soup of toxicity. You know what I mean? I'm sure that doesn't help. I'm sure, um, oh, I don't know, a number of things. Texas. A lot of places in Texas, yeah. especially in the neighborhood I'm from, have a, what's known as like, I want to say the term is a cancer pocket. Mm, no, it's a real thing. In parts of town, have carcinogens in them. So when the rain does hit, works its way through our aquifer system, we still yeah. take in carcinogens that are cancer-inducing. Uh, absolutely yeah no that's real like there's um well because on on that level right it's like it's microscopic so um 
but that I've never really heard from in a northern state or even an eastern or west coast state of the similar situation that we have down here in the south. Yeah. Yeah, now, no, that, that doesn't is. necessarily make us retarded in any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the yeah. planning was a Yeah, that's stupid. strong. I think that's convenient uh, on their part to uh, to continuously trying to boost themselves up and feeling better about themselves that, well, at least <laughs> my life might suck. But at least I consider myself uh, just at least slightly more intelligent than your typical Southerner. They which have seems the inner cities over there. At least we keep that on the outskirts over here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know to an extent. I mean, there's shit everywhere, everywhere you go. But yeah, uh, it's it's a it's fun times. But yeah, with that, man, I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start pulling here to uh, to a close. You got anything else, uh, Bootax? You want to tack on at the end? And I pray, hey, first of all, man, thank you so much for, for coming in. I'm glad you got to call and tell that story. Well, I have a feeling, man, we'll we'll do this more. Um, so uh, I know you've got things brewing. Uh, and we'll, I, when you give me the green light, we'll, we'll make sure we pump that up. Uh, but I know you got stuff in the works. Um, but yeah, you got any, any parting words or anything? Any shout outs or anything before I make sure about yourself? Actually, there's uh, something that I want you to look into if you can't nominate yourself for podcast of the year with iHeartRadio. Oh, okay. Let's see. You might end up divulging too much personal information in the process, but that's something I would like for you to look into for yourself. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. Outstanding. I will actually. And I think we are. So this is getting kind of behind the curtains, whatever. It's not really, but. Recently, I find, and I don't know if it's because we hit the 100 episode mark, something changed recently. Like I had to kind of adjust, um, you know, when you originally you set up your RSS feed and you start uh, kind of connecting with all the different directories, like, for example, iHeartRadio or whatever it is, CastBox. Uh, There's a whole package of them that that you, you align with whenever you get accepted to Apple Podcasts and then Spotify and all this shit. But, um, like some of them, I think, uh, listeners is kind of an assignment, um, check certain apps and make sure we're still on there. I know there's a lot of them. I, I think we might've been dropped from a couple of them. And like I said, that might be just some technical stuff I need to flesh out a little bit, but, uh, but Hey, uh, that being said, thank you so much for that. I will go ahead and nominate our, our show as podcast of the year, which I think is fucking deserving. 